0: g Sean, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.
1: Well, that didn't take long, did it? I, wow. hey kudos to you. You called it yesterday. I mean, I, I didn't think it could happen. I, I thought at least, four, at least four weeks. Let's get to the end of the season. But uh, that escalated yeah, quickly.
2: I didn't really call it because I thought the end of the season. But what I knew for a fact, though, is that.
1: He was gone. It was a matter of time. It, it just
2: was a matter. Yeah. It was The clock was ticking, and the fact that the owner in his statement said what he said about uh, getting with people, communicating with others, things of that nature, and he was going down to the owner's meeting, and that's why I said, oh, he's going to the owner's meeting. That means he's going to be talking to other owners, other presidents of teams, general managers that could potentially be down there. And you know how they go in the hallways? Hey, man, what do you think? They're like, ah, you got to get rid of that guy. That guy's embarrassing to you. And then one thing leads to another. And Travis Lawrence says what he says. The kicker says what he says. The St. Pete Times report what they report. Yeah, that's what's – And it just snowballs.
0: That's what's crazy is it didn't take time. The event had already taken place. He was a dead man walking. (laughs) (laughs) Key J J and and Keyshawn J. Will and Max. um, So on Monday, let me just set it up. Shog Khan, the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars – said he was going to look at all the facts and do what's best for the team and the city regarding Urban Meyer. You know, we thought, like, we started kicking it around. How long is he going to last? What's the over-under? Jay, you said till the end of next year. I saw what you no, kind of – Yeah, or, end or, yeah, yeah. of this
1: year. Like, I said next yeah, year Yeah, yeah, next year yeah. Something.
0: <laughs> I kind of saw what you meant he uh, said he said, and key key a couple of weeks ago was like, nah, they're gonna keep him, it's too much money and then was like, you know what, these owners nowadays they got money, some of them have have like money to just say goodbye, so I yeah. think he's gonna get rid of them, and but we're once talking I about heard it him say that, yeah, and we're talking about it, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? he's probably gonna last this and then Dan Graziano said one thing that on the spot, I'm like, you know what? He's right. He's gone. Listen to Dan.
3: There are four weeks left for something else terrible to happen, and, and it seems like it, at the pace with which terrible stuff surrounds this guy that, that it's almost guaranteed that something will. I don't – if I had if, – if Shad Khan were on your show today and we were asking him questions, the first one I think would be, what's the reason to keep him? Like what has he done – to say that he and, – and, and not only has uh, he not done anything to show that he's any kind of difference maker, but his, his negative missteps that have brought sort of shame and embarrassment to the organization uh, go beyond the field. I, I think it's a huge mistake, and they should move on.
2: Two days later. <laughs> you, know,
0: you know what's nuts? As I said, it had already occurred – it's not like it was worse even. Keith. it was worse than what Dan was like. He's like, four more weeks, something else terrible is going to happen. Nah, the terrible thing already happened.
2: He didn't need four weeks. He was done. It's crazy. Yeah, it happened, but we didn't know it happened. Like, we didn't know that he allegedly kicked the kicker. Like, we didn't know that at all. And then all of a sudden that comes out. You got to be sitting there. You got to be sitting there as as the owner of Shaq Khan and saying to yourself, as I said before, one thing after another, after another, just like the, just like they treat the athletes, Jay, right? Yep. The athlete gets into trouble. Okay. You kind of, right, we're going to figure it out. Gets into trouble again. It's like, okay. Okay, let's talk to him couple of weeks go by, he's model citizen, whatever. Then he gets into trouble again. What's the first thing they do? They wind up cutting him or trading him. So you shouldn't treat Urban Meyer any different. I mean, he should be held to the same standard. And that's exactly what Trevor Lawrence essentially was saying when he said what he said about all the drama, everything that surrounds him in this organization. And so when you look at it, they certainly made the right move. I just didn't think the move would be made until the final whistle was blown at the end of the season or maybe the week leading into the end of the season, but certainly not. What are we on, Wednesday? Because I woke up this morning (laughs) and called Evan. Thursday, yeah. Thursday, yeah. I woke up this morning and the news had broke overnight, I'm assuming, or last night. I was asleep. You know, I'm on the West Coast, so I got to get up. I went to bed early. I woke up and saw my phone. I was like, huh? I was like, is this a joke? It did. I was like, I called Evan, and I'm like, Oh, they got him, huh? It was like, Yep, they got him. Well, I-, I-, I, I, was was la-
1: I was laughing this morning when I woke up and I saw it at the crack of dawn because I'm like, Look, from somebody who's made dumb decisions in life, things happen, right? I- I'm sitting there saying,
2: Damn, well, how dumb can you be?
1: Like, yeah. I-
0: well, he- like, to be how-
1: fair, it is. He is called
0: the kicker. Maybe Urban got confused. Jeez. I mean, like. <laughs>
1: I, but Could you like, imagine going to work I, and the boss kicks you and thinks, yeah, that's fine? It's not about in And Dan said it at the pace that he continues to do these things like something terrible is bound to happen. And you're like, all right, like if you know that, hey, look, I'm treading on thin ice, like then act accordingly. But he did. But this predates that he like he this this. But it doesn't really because happened. it's already it's already kind of been the case. I mean, people have already been on his case for a while. It's,
2: it's a timeline, too, right? And, and the timeline is somewhat weird because we we focused in on starting with Chris Doyle. Then you you're in between Chris Doyle, even though the Tim Tebow thing, he could do whatever you want to with Tim, that's fine, you still alienated people in the locker room and people around the league by doing that and giving him an opportunity when many felt that Others deserved an opportunity to try out for a team in minicamp, so to speak. Then you move from there. You talk about you talk about the draft. Travis Etienne was drafted at a position that you had one of the top backs in James Robinson. So that became a little bit of a noise factor, right? Then you move forward again. And then you got the incident in Ohio where he leaves the team and goes and hangs out at his restaurant in Columbus. So you got that incident. Then you got assistant coaches wanting to go take college jobs just to get the hell away from Urban Meyer. You got that incident going on. And then now all of a sudden you got Trevor Lawrence speaking out. You have problems with with Marvin Jones, a 10-year veteran in the National Football League that have seen coaches come and go. And then Trevor Lawrence again speaks out about the drama. And then all of a sudden the kicker. The kicker got you. That was the I kicker. All players on the team. That the was no, the, the kicker. The kicker was the kicker. That's the, a kicker big, the a kicker. biggest
1: sign of anything because if, you, if you're well-liked in the locker room, people will cover for you. Mm. People will cover for you if they, if they rock with you. You know, I you. wonder as – If they don't rock with you, and, like you're and, out. And like I wonder if – I remember.
0: As
2: remember key, as you were saying. going through
0: that, I, I wonder if one of the reasons he wanted Tebow around, because you're thinking it's a set the culture. That was was partly But maybe it was partly for him. Maybe he needs some guys around him. You know, like you think about, oh, good influence on the team. Maybe he needs some influences on him. Maybe he knew that, you know, to so stay on the straight the, and narrow. Yeah.
2: What is this? This is the fifth coach in 10 years, 11 years, right? That he's had to fire.
1: Khan? Yeah. It the, is f- yeah. Is the fifth fifth fourth? Or fourth. Or f- I think fourth. Well, hold on. This, I think it's fourth.
2: No, I think it's his fifth. He had fired four previously.
1: He was already on. He already fired four. I think, I think four this coaches? is his fourth, I think.
0: It's either well, – anyway, it's a handful of yeah. coaches quickly. It's a coach every other year basically yeah. on average.
1: Well, I mean,
2: the money is different now for these owners too. I mean, they could afford to just decide to part ways with guys where, you know, 15 years ago before money changed, they would hold on to these dudes for, for three, four years, five years. They'd give them – they'd hold on to them for death before they fire them now. That's they an just, interesting
0: point. they just mm-hmm. get
2: rid of them 13 games into a season. I mean, they just like – ah. We move on. We'll burn the money up.
0: That's really – that's an interesting point because when you have an influx of money like we saw it in the NBA, coaches' salaries explode, right? But that's interesting. It's like the money finds its way into the competition somehow, even though there's a salary cap. And here's a way. It creates more volatility with head coaching positions. Key, you're saying because, hey, we could eat that contract. Go get the next guy.
2: Think Think about what they did with Steve Wilkes in Arizona. He lasted one year. Uh, Vance Joseph in Denver lasted two years. Uh, Adam Gase lasted basically a year and a half. Um, because your knows? position I mean, I has always been on on.
0: Your position has been key recently, look, different institutional money versus the, the, the owner's personal money. But yeah. now it's almost like they're playing with institutional money because there's such an excess from the new contracts and everything. It's
2: it's even Steven now with the collegiate teams, right? I mean, with the, with the collegiate programs, it's even Steven and the pros. It's like, Okay. We can pay you ten million, we can pay you ten million. We could eat thirty million, okay, we could buy you out at thirty million. It's lightweight now, and they're playing with monopoly money opposed to, you know, like I said ten years ago, they would hold on to coaches forever.
0: Will Urban Meyer ever coach again is the question. The answer from Paul Feinbaum on the Goodyear Hotline in thirty minutes. Keyshawn J. Max presented by Progressive Insurance. It was a crazy day of news around the NFL before Urban Meyer was fired, including one playoff contender who could be without their head coach and quarterback. And it has a huge impact in one specific city. That's next. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Series XM, Channel 80.
3: Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot We
0: all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, the podcast. Good morning. This is Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, the ESPN app. Your smart speakers, a podcast. Yeah. We're everywhere, ESPN2. Listen, if you're just joining us, um, Urban Meyer has been fired. We're going to be on it throughout the morning. Adam Schefter will join us at 8.45 a.m. Eastern. We're going to tell you the one name the Jaguars should be considering for their next head coach in 45 minutes. But we told you one team was dealing with a big COVID outbreak, and that includes their head coach and quarterback, And now here is that team, the Cleveland Browns head coach, Kevin Stefanski, on dealing with the COVID-19 outbreak. You have plan A, you have plan B, and and good thing those whiteboards can
4: be erased. Uh, And and listen, we we have, and I said it yesterday, we have guys on this roster that we trust. We have guys on this roster that we've been developing, that, that are in the meetings, diligent about their preparation, uh, and if we're calling on them this week, they'll be ready.
0: That, that's what they do. That's their that's their job. Uh, so again, our job as coaches finding out who's available to us and then putting together a game plan where these guys can go play fast, play free, uh, and, and play to the best of their ability. That, that's what we have to do this week. So th- this is the impact so far that that this has had. I mean, look, it's the coach, it's the quarterback. Potentially, you got a running. You're down a running back who's a stud. You're down some offensive linemen. You're down your best receiver. You're down your tight end. Oh, so Cleveland opened a a six-and-a-half-point favorite. That half point is significant, right? It's just under a touchdown. Total of 43-and-a-half points for the game. So they were listed as three points. excuse me. It was Cleveland minus six. The Mm -hmm. over-under was 42-and-a-half earlier today. Wait, Cleveland? Yeah, Cleveland was minus six at the beginning of it. Right. And then it dropped. Okay. They're now one and a half point. Vegas is now a one and a half point favorite. Which so is they pretty go much from a pick'em. It was it really it's a six and a half point. First Cleveland's favored by six and a half. Then this news breaks. Now Vegas is favored by a point and a half. That's an eight point swing. So let me ask you about this. That's the impact in Vegas at the books. Key. What's the impact on the field?
2: Well, it, the impact on the field is, is they lose some important pieces, mm-hmm. right? And, and when you look at it, Kevin Stefanski missed a game a year ago and they were able to still win because of the COVID situation and they were able to win that particular football game. Now you look at it and you say, okay, we're missing the quarterback. Well, they have missed the quarterback before due to injury and they won with Case Keenum. So they've been without Lantry. They've been without Hooper before, but here's what I would say. As long as Nick Chubb and Case Keenum is available to them, they have an opportunity and a chance to still win this football game with no questions at all. This may be, for all intents and purposes, and and no jokes pun intended, this may be better for the Cleveland Browns with Case Keenum underneath the center anyway. Because? I, I just look at it, and I say he may give them a better chance to run the offense in cleaner ways. Than Baker and Mayfield anyway because he's healthier. Yeah. And on the yeah, defensive yeah. side of the ball, they still have a strong defense. So this will be a this will be an interesting game to keep an Wait, eye Key, on.
0: Key when you say healthier, obviously you don't mean the COVID situation. You're saying COVID oh, in a about, way is a way yeah. for Baker to heal up other injuries he has while Case Keenum holds it down.
2: Well, I didn't even think of it from that perspective. I was thinking of not. I was just thinking of the injury, not the COVID situation, but his injuries that he's been dealing with over the last several weeks, mm-hmm. it's give them an opportunity now with a healthy Case Keenum and not having to worry about, do we play Case Keenum or do we play yeah. a 70% Baker Mayfield? Well, that's taken away now. Now your only option is to play Case Keenum. And the last time you played Case Keenum as a starting quarterback, you won that football game in a pretty good fashion.
1: I, when, I, when we were talking about the line yesterday and on the phone call, I was like, I'm still going to take the Browns. Mm. Like, I'm I'm going to take the Browns. And, look, the Raiders should win this game. But there's something about me that just makes me believe that the Browns, because of them having Miles Garrett, because of the way I saw the Chiefs get after Derek Carr, how many times he got sacked. I'm like, all right, Miles Garrett actually is second in the league in sacks right now with 15. The lack of the running game for the Raiders. They have to – do it in the air. Derek Carr has to throw over 300 yards for them to get wins. It just seems like the game. Still with Case Keenum. Still with Nick Chubb. Still with the defense that they have. That even though it is a pick 'em, I would still pick the Browns. No, what the game. you
0: know, I I'm not going to go with the Browns. I hear what you guys are saying about Case Keenum and Nick Chubb. No doubt about that. When you're down, offensive lineman. When you're and now remember, Odell is gone. That's one of the reasons in my mind they got put over the top a little bit. Is oh, and they got Odell. Odell's gone. Now Jarvis Landry's gone. And Austin. who So your you're two, you're two best wide outs when you started the year, neither one's on the field and your tight end's not on the field, in addition to offensive
2: linemen, like at a certain point. But see, they still have People Jones and they still have Higgins. Exactly. So they still have some pieces Catch in the play. They've played football this year without OBJ and without Landry, and they still was able to muster up some stuff. I don't know who will win the game. I mean, I obviously think that the Raiders would win, but I also believe that Cleveland has enough to win the game because of the defense in a quarterback that you're not going to ask to do a lot. You're going to rely heavily on Nick Chubb. Remember this, too. The last time Case Keenum started, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt was not the running back. That wasn't who was toting the rock. So yeah, that's right. now they have the luxury of having
1: Nick Chubb, that's something right. they didn't have when he was the starter the last time. But, Max, do you think the Raiders' offense is that that – you know offensively on fire. I just because think, they really haven't. Like no, I just think that this was five a team, of the last six games. They haven't. They barely got the seventeen points. I agree.
0: I'm not high on the Raiders, and 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 neither but, but am remember, I. Remember early in the season, <laughs> but early in the season you were high on the Raiders, <laughs> Key. Like it, okay, they jumped were good enough. Bandwagon. neither, no, neither am I. But they were good enough at some point this season to have Key believe that they could make at the, the beginning playoffs. of the year. Okay, but like a team that has that, yeah. In them but you got remember season.
2: But you got to remember too though. Once upon a time, the Raiders were sitting, I think, at the two seat at the top of the chart prior to their bye week. That's what and I'm then, saying. And then they just, the same thing happened. The wheels fell off. Yeah, as it, it, crazy as it may sound, for whatever it's worth, Derek Carr is playing good football, yeah, man. Is. That's well, what I'm saying. Wait, wait, this I'm is
0: what you. I'm saying. If they're at one point good enough in a season to make you believe they can make the playoffs, that means that they're not without talent. Like, it's in there somewhere. And if you're going up against a totally depleted team, what about Key's point real quick before we – because before we, uh, we got a lot to do today. What about the idea that, you in, a, in a, I don't want to, like, you know, hey, it's a disease, it's serious. I get it. Assuming everything's okay and everyone comes out of it, fine. What about this idea that this forces Baker into a rest to heal up, making the Browns more ready for
1: the stretch run, Jay? Well, I mean – I, I don't know because it depends on how severe his COVID is, right? I mean, from a. You're talking Baker about. Baker has said he's asymptomatic. Oh, he's asymptomatic. So he has okay. it,
0: plus he's asymptomatic. Okay. Uh, maybe in a way. You, I don't know to say. Which disguise, about, but you know what I mean. Yeah, he's talking, talking about his shoulder. His injuries, talking about injuries. Yeah, his shoulder. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Bruises, like this is a reason. This rest forces him, him to rest. Yeah. I thought it was a good point, Key. Yeah. You made it earlier. It forces him to rest and maybe better prepares the Browns. To, to, to you know, for the stretch run, if especially if Case can hold it down. If they, if they if can they get win. over the Raiders. Yeah.
2: Yes. Raiders. yeah, If they
1: lose, then that's going to put them
2: yeah, in a the Yeah, the Raiders aren't going to just let them, just dog them. Right.
0: Big story in the NFL this morning is Urban Meyer, who's been fired by the Jags. So who should be the next coach of the Jags? That's what we're asking on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed at Key, J and Max. Be a part of Keyshawn, J Will, and Max Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Call us at 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888 ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. College football is heating up, and the fans are hyped. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. So what happens if Urban Meyer goes back to college football? The game has certainly changed since the last time he's coached at
5: that level, and we'll tell you why next. Christmas came early in the Sanders household. Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, head coach of Jackson State University football team. He finds a way to flip the number two overall college football recruit, Travis Hunter. Big get for Jackson State University, but also with Coach Prime in terms of being able to sell the top talent in the country on a program that he's building down there in the Delta.
0: You heard it in the Sports Center just now. Urban Meyer has been fired by the Jags. Will he coach again? Paul Feinbaum in fifteen minutes on the Goodyear hotline. Key J and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. So yesterday, the biggest story from National Signing Day was Jackson State head coach. Don't know if you heard about him, Dion Sanders flipping the number two overall college football recruit, Travis Hunter, from FSU, where Dion played, to Jackson State, where Dion now coaches. Deion Sanders is going to join us at 7.15 a.m. this morning. Uh, Hunter becomes the first five-star high school uh, football recruit, football prospect, to sign with an FCS team since ESPN started its rankings in 2006. He'd been committed to FSU since March 2020. Guys, let's get into this. Key, I'll start with you. How about Prime? You know, doesn't get any of the top jobs, not really. Goes to Florida, does every single thing so far he said he was going to do. <laughs> what about prime?
2: I mean, what can you say? I mean, you think about it. You got one of the, and, and I can't wait for him to join us when he comes on because you got one of the greatest football players in the history of the game. You have a well-educated black man. Okay, who t- decided to leave the leave the networks of television to go coach college football, and not coach college football at a power five school right now, but at a small black historical black college, and people using the words flip, convince. No, he didn't flip anybody. What he did was take advantage of an opportunity to. To speak and communicate with a young man's family to get them to understand you not only can get a quality education from an HBCU school, but you also can play football and get and accomplish everything that you set out for, which is get the academics in order and graduate, but also perform at such a level that you are going to be drafted high to make money just like you set out to. You don't have to go to Oklahoma. You don't have to go to USC. You don't have to go to Florida State. You can come to Jackson State and play for me. You don't think that the NFL coaches, front office people, are going to listen to Deion Sanders about one's ability to play at the next level? Because if they don't, they're foolish. They will be foolish. So it's a communication, not a flip or a sale.
1: And guess what? If I go somewhere else, you can always come with me. I mean, Well, that's, a, that's the availability, too. <laughs> exactly, Key. And I, I just want to give credit and kudos to the genius of Dion. I, I, I did this the other night, uh, just thinking through it, where, look, Deion Sanders is Dion Sanders. That's prime. And like he said, he's going to be on our show. That's one thing itself. Like, why wouldn't you want for a guy like that to mentor you? The second part of this, Key, though, to be frank with you, is – I'm on my phone all day, every day. Really? I don't watch TV, barely, unless it's a live sporting event. I can make a case that this young man will get more exposure going to Jackson State individually due to the deal that Dion has with a platform in Barstool Sports and how they're going to create a brand around him. And how do we look at brands? Through social media. How many followings you have? You're talking
0: about actual eyeballs. One thousand percent, not right, yeah.
1: not like a special that comes up on linear TV. Not like somebody saying, "I'm going to write a story on you." That's how we consume Count media all eyeballs. day long.
0: Count the eyeballs, and, and that's
1: what Dion yeah. does. So he's been able to amplify. Jackson State to a degree, to a demographic, frankly, that didn't even know who Jackson State was. I want
0: to say something about Deion Sanders right now, before we, like, before we move on, because this is, is an impact, it's, like, it's an HBCU story too, right? but I want to say something about Deion Sanders. If the only athletic thing he ever did was hit leadoff for a perennial powerhouse, the Atlanta Braves, <laughs> and by the way, he was a... You know what his lifetime batting average was in the playoffs? He hit 348 lifetime in the playoffs. So he was, a, he was a clutch performer, not only the starting center fielder and leadoff man for a team that made the playoffs every year. <laughs> if that's the only thing he did, that's amazing. But then he was also the greatest cornerback in the history of the universe, right? Like, that was the dude. In fact, other than LT, that's the, honestly, that's the most impressive defensive player I've ever seen. Like, you hear stories about who he had to take it easy on in practice so he wouldn't demoralize them, right? Like, he was insane. You know, athletes at that level almost never come back to coach. They almost never do it. Not at the Dion level. But he's coaching. What is that, just to make money? No, Dion yeah, can but, get money but, on TV. He's doing it to give back. That's obviously mm-hmm. important to him. And he's snubbed like like, you know, he's not at a power. He, he goes, okay, watch this takes a job at, at an HBCU and key. Then he does this. So this is like now the top recruit ever for an HBCU, right?
2: You know, the, the, the crazy thing about it, Max is prime has always done it different, whether it was what people call flamboyant chains, glasses, you're gonna to have to put me on Lelway, Lamborghinis, taking a helicopter from one football game to a baseball game. What he's always done it different. So why wouldn't it be any different at Jackson State? It's gonna be the same. He's gonna yep. be able to do the same things that he was able to do as a professional as he is as coaching. I mean, it's the it's so when I look at it, you know, just like that, just like that young man, a hunter who's going there, as a kid. I grew up watching Deion as a as a you know junior high high school player before I got to college. And then eventually I played against Deion and played with him in pro bowls and stuff like that. You look at that and you go to yourself, man, I I I I want to be prime. You know, I want to be that. I couldn't run like him, so I had to move to receiver, but you want to be that. And yeah. and I'm sure this is just One domino that's going to fall over the next several months for that program at Jackson State. Because remember this, they can dabble in the portal too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, people just, they can go get to portal too now.
1: All I'm going to tell you is yesterday, when this news broke, I got out the baby powder and I put it on the hand. I wanted to slap a lot of people through social media because some people were saying really ignorant comments that well, really started to bother though. me, uh, I, But like prominent people in our industry what kind uh, of uh, that were saying things think like, oh, this, this, is, be wait, Key, this is what money can buy. And I'm saying, what do you, oh, this is the problem that now you have with problem. NIL? Now By the way, problem. shocking now news to problem. people, breaking news, you ready? This has always been the game. This has always been the game since the beginning of time. You don't think people will be getting paid? Yeah, but you don't guess think, what? Yeah. Now it's just you're allowed to get paid. Cole an African-American American school, now it's a problem. And now you can yeah, get paid. Yeah. And now all, this is this takes away from the power five. That's the bridge This is big too business, far. guys. Yeah. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. This you know is big business is. all the way around.
2: You know how it is, Jay. When you beat them at their own game, it becomes problematic.
1: So duffel bags were the thing back in the day, but now you actually get a wire and that's a problem.
2: You got a wire to go to Duke? What what are you talking about? Ah, He said duffel bags back in the day. Listen to what I just told (laughs) you. Said duffel bags
0: back (laughs) in the day. Okay, okay. Dion Sanders, the amazing Dion Sanders, and Key, uh, what you said is exactly right. He did it different, and the media portrayal sometimes, and some people were, were were painting him a certain way. But if you talk to his teammates. He was, you know, like that was a whole different story. And obviously the kids love this dude. All right. Let's bring Paul Feinbaum into this conversation. Paul is brought to you by Dr. Pepper. College football bowl season is here and the fans are hyped. Crack open an ice cold Dr. Pepper, slap on a fresh coat of face paint, and return to glory with an all-new season of Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Paul, good morning. And it is a busy morning indeed. Um, How surprised were you to hear that Deion Sanders was able to flip or
2: key, use whatever word you want. I mean, they say flip because he was committed until he wasn't, right? I call it communicate and be in the home of a family that will listen.
0: Anyway, the number two recruit, Travis Henry from FSU, where he played, to Jackson State, where he now coaches, Paul.
4: First of all, it wasn't that surprising, and, and, and I know that in the ESPN poll, Max, he's number two. In other polls, this kid's number one, so you can quibble. Uh, he's, he's the biggest player ever to, to make a move like this, and, and I know people in our industry who were in a state of shock yesterday, but we shouldn't have been knowing a lot of the things that you have just got through saying about Deion Sanders. I don't care if anybody doesn't like it. Uh, To me, this is one of the most significant moments in college football history. Uh, It has changed the game completely. And I think what happens now is going to be very uh, intriguing to watch, especially with Deion Sanders. A lot of schools would not get near him in the past, including his own alma mater. And that's what made this, in many people's minds, so sweet yesterday that, he did this. He didn't do this to Nick Saban. He didn't do this to Brian Kelly. He did it to Florida State, a place that, that he, uh, he elevated the status of that school. And, and they, they could have hired Deion Sanders. Frankly, they could have hired him this year. They're, they're, I, I don't know why Mike Norvell is still down there. Please, somebody in Tallahassee, call me and explain why he got a, an extension yesterday. Uh, they should have fired Mike Norvell three weeks ago after he lost to an, uh, a, a mediocre Florida team and hired Deion Sanders, and we wouldn't be having this conversation right now, fellas. Key, I know he signed that extension paper quick yesterday. Let me sign that. <laughs> oh, Whoa.
2: yeah. When, when when I learned, Paul, when I – Invisible I ink. Same, exactly. Hey, I had the same reservation as you, Paul, and and I know and I know Mike. I know him from his days at Arizona State. But when they gave him the extension, I was like, huh? What – that, that's got to be wrong. That's somebody else. There's no way that you reward a head coach for subpar performances on top of the things that he went through when he first took over at Florida State with the student athletes that are there. It's, it's crazy. But, Paul, let me ask you, does the NIL game, is it going to change the recruiting in the way that we look at things with the HBC's used now?
4: Yes, and, and we, we've seen a little bit of this, Keyshawn, in basketball, but basketball, as, as Jay Will knows better than us, is a completely different sport. And, but to see it happen in football is remarkable. And, and I know there are a lot of my, people my age and, and, and older who are just you know, saying, what a stupid decision. It wasn't a stupid decision, because it, the, the young man has already profited. Uh, everybody is talking about him. W- without, that, without, without the Hunter story yesterday, the national signing day would not be uh, on this program or any other program. It would it, you would you would see a, a a ten second clip Alabama, Georgia, Texas A and M, same old, same old. But but this is this is significant news, and I'm I'm hesitant to compare it to uh, you know benchmarks or flashpoints in history. But I think it could end up being that if we start seeing. Uh, schools like this Mississippi Valley Grambling Southern start to attract players, and you know we, we, know, we all know if you study history that forty fifty years ago that that 's where a lot of these young players were going I, I spent uh, my first job was in Louisiana guys, and I, I rode on a bus from a Grambling. Uh, Louisiana, to Itabina, Mississippi, sitting next to the legendary Eddie Robinson, hearing the stories about why college football was so backwards at at, at that point in time, and thank goodness it 's not and I can only think of Coach Rob uh smiling right now, a man who who produced more NFL players in his time than than probably even Bear Bryant uh to think that something like this is going on in, in, in his league and uh, in and his, his his footprint it, it's a it, don't, don't I, the cynics out there can say whatever they want but don't don't misread the 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 momentous uh history uh lesson that we are all witnessing here and when you talk to prime uh you know he he deserves it because he made it happen when he took that job it was it was it was not a great job and 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 you could argue it's still not a great job, but but we're talking about uh, Deion Sanders for something other than what he did in the past.
1: So, Paul, you know, O'Gard is starting to come out, and obviously people are addressing this. Dabo Sweeney was asked about NIL and the transfer portal yesterday and said it's totally chaos right now, tampering galore, kids being manipulated, grass is greener and all that stuff as opposed to putting the work in and graduating. They're – No consequences. So now you've gotten, you got agents, NIL tampering, and you have no consequences. What do you make of those comments by Dabba?
4: I'm trying not to fall off my chair laughing. Uh, this is Dabo Sweeney. Uh, I'll ask you an obvious question. Where did he go to college? Alabama. University of Alabama? I mean, uh, I mean, <laughs> I mean uh, please, uh, Dabo, you know, save that for Sunday, okay? Uh, I mean, it, that, that's absurd. I, I interviewed uh, about the same time Dabo said that I was interviewing Jimbo Fisher, who had the number one recruiting class, according to many of the polls, and we were, I said, well, just where, where are we in college football? And he said, well, uh, NIL is now legal. He said, but we've been doing it for a long time. There you go, and uh, I'm glad to hear somebody admit the truth. Uh, and, 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 you know, Dabo can, can act like the world, uh, it, 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 it's still 1955, but it's not. And you know, I, I'm sorry, uh, but you know that way is not going to work, and I think he's going to be affected on the recruiting trail. And quite frankly, he may already be affected. Uh, you know, he had a good year, but by no means was was it a top five year like he has had in the past. Eight.
2: Well, he lost both of his lieutenants, right? Both of his coordinators are now gone. Tony Elliott he at sure Virginia, did. and v- and Vrenables is at Oklahoma. So. You know he's scared, right, Max? You know he's like, oh, my God, this is getting ready to be a normal yeah. Clemson program again. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, as soon as these guys stop benefiting from a system that was set up to benefit them, now the sky is falling. I want to. I want everyone to hear what Jimbo had to say on your show yesterday, Paul, since you mentioned it.
4: Now, you can't promise things. You can't say, I'm going to get you an NIL deal, and that's illegal. I mean, all you can do is present what... Other players in your university have done in the past. That is all you're allowed to do. But I mean, it's like there was a lot of NIL deals going on before Paul, before all this was going on. They just weren't legal. <laughs> no one told nobody. <laughs> 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 I mean, all that stuff and college. Now we're part of it, but at the same time, that's that, where you're at in today's time. At least it makes it out there and it is legal. And the guys can get compensated. But I think it's enticing in recruiting. I think it's very dangerous in that way. But I mean, you got to enforce the rules when they're when they're broken. You got to handle that part of it. But like, I think it's here to stay. And how they modify it, if they do in the future, whatever they do. But it's part of what we do, just like the transfer portal is.
2: It, it is part of what has been going on in college football for a very long time. I played college football, okay? And did I benefit? Yes, I did. Did my parent, my mom benefit? Yes. We didn't have an NIL deal but we certainly benefited from going to USC, getting our education and whatever else came after that. So be it. It's going on. It's been going on in college football as long as you can remember. Why do you think certain teams had the death penalty? Why do you think SMU had the death penalty? Why do you think teams go on probation? You know, Paul, you've been covering this stuff for a very, very long time. So what Dalbo Sweeney is talking about, he can miss me with that because he's not going to benefit a better yet. He may still benefit from – the NIL, but it's going to be harder now. It's not going to be easy anymore. He's going to have to all of a sudden walk into a living room when guys like Deion Sanders and Hugh Jackson, who just got hired by Gremlin State to be their head coach, is walking in now with experience in the NFL level as well as college. So he knows. He knows that that coming down Death Valley and running down that hill is not going to be easy.
0: Now, I want to get to – we have something we got to get to here before we let you go, Paul. One of your favorite coaches, Urban Meyer. Do you expect him to return to the college ranks?
4: Not a chance. And and anyone who wants to write a speculative piece today about, you know, where could Urban end up, the answer is nowhere, Max. Mm -hmm. This man is dead professionally, and he did it to himself. And, you know, you can you can talk about uh, the most spectacular flame out in in NFL or or coaching history. But it, it was easily predictable. I remember sitting with you guys in January when 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 this when uh, when Shad Khan hired him, I, I I don't know how Shad Khan became a billionaire not being able to listen to common sense. Uh, he could have called any of us or anyone else uh, with, with with a with, with you know with, with a sense of sensibility and, and told him exactly what would happen. It it happened a little later than I thought. Although frankly, I thought it probably should have happened four or five games into it when when, when Urban started to show his 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 colors and and in the end. Uh, this was very predictable. And, and I, I, I really cannot imagine a major school. I, I just can't. How do you, how, if you're the athletic director, how do you walk down the hallway to your president and, and say, hey, I got a great idea. I think we ought to hire Urban Meyer. <laughs> and and, the, and, and the, the man or woman goes, well, is that the guy that was, was at the bar with the woman? Is that the guy who allegedly kicked the player? Is that the guy who treats people like dirt? Is that the guy who, who barely shook hands with one of his own players after an NFL game? Forget Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max, that is the great
0: Paul Feinbaum, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back in a sec. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.
3: Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America.